Hello and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and how I'm hoping to be helpful to those of us in the community and outside of the community. Um, so please go and check out my website at www.move-forth.com. I'm also reading from the Founders Bible, which is a new American standard Bible. It includes historical documents from the Founders era. And you can find one for your house today for your family today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print a copy if you would like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 138. And if you find yourself here for the first time, I am so happy that you are here. Yes, this is a place where we are reading the Bible in a year, quote unquote, right? But that doesn't mean that you have to wait until January 1st. That is not the biggest takeaway. The The goal here is to get you into the word on a regular basis so that your life can be transformed. So if you want to hang out with us here and then continue to go to the end of the year and then pick up on all the episodes before that, fantastic. If you want to just stop this episode right here and go to the day one episode and let today be your day one, then do that too. Either way, it's all great. If you've been here since the first day that we've been together this year, way to go. Um, Truly has been such an incredible and life-giving experience um, for me personally, and it is my prayer that it has been the same for you. So please continue to share this podcast with people. If you can go ahead and give a rating, that would be awesome so that other people can find it. Just a simple podcast where we are getting into God's word and making it our most important habit (laughs) of our lives. All right. So today we're going to be reading 1 Kings 15, 2 Chronicles 13 and 14, and Titus 3. 1 Kings chapter 15, Abijam reigns over Judah. Now in the 18th year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Abijam became king over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Makkah, the daughter of Absalom. He walked in all the sins of his father, which he had committed before him, and his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God, like the heart of his father David. But for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem to raise up his son after him and to establish Jerusalem, because David did what was right in the sight of the Lord and had not turned aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the days of his life. Now the rest of the acts of Abijam and all that he did are not are they not written in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And there was war between Abijam and Jeroboam. 
Asa succeeds Abijam. And Abijam slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David, and Asa his son became king in his place. So in the twentieth year of Jeroboam the king of Israel, Asa began to reign as king of Judah. He reigned forty-one years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Makkah, the daughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the sight of the Lord, like David his father. He also put away the male cult prostitutes from the land and removed all the idols which his fathers had made. He also removed Makkah, his mother, from being queen mother because she had made a horrid image as an Asherah, and Asa cut down her horrid image and burned it at the brook Kidron. But the high places were not taken away. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was wholly devoted to the Lord all his days. He brought into the house of the Lord the dedicated things of his father and his own dedicated things, silver and gold and utensils. Now there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. Baasha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from going out or coming in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa took all the silver and the gold which were left in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the treasuries of the king's house and delivered them into the hand of his servants. And King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, the son of Tabramam, the son of Hezion, king of Aram, who lived in Damascus, saying, Let there be a treaty between you and me as between my father and your father. Behold, I have sent you a present of silver and gold. Go break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. So Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the commanders of his armies against the cities of Israel and conquered Aijon, Dan, Abel-Beth-Makkah, and all Chinnereth, besides all the land of Naphtali. When Basha heard of it, he ceased fortifying Ramah and remained in Tirzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation to all Judah, none was exempt, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and its timber with which Basha had built. And King Asa built with them Geba of Benjamin and Mizpah. Jehoshaphat secedes Asa. Now the rest of all the acts of Asa and his might and all that he did and the cities which he built and are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? But in the time of his old age, he was diseased in his feet. And Asa slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father, and Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place. Nadab, then Basha, rules over Israel. Now Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, became king over Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of his father and in his sin, which he made Israel sin. Then Basha the son of Ahijah of the house of Issachar conspired against him, and Basha struck him down at Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines, while Nadab and all Israel were laying siege to Gibbethon. So Basha killed him in the third year of Asa king of Judah, and reigned in his place. It came about as soon as he was king, he struck down all the household of Jeroboam. He did not leave to Jeroboam any persons alive until he had destroyed them, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Ahijah the Shilonite. And because of the sins of Jeroboam, which he sinned, and which he made Israel sin, because of his provocation, with which he provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger, now the rest of the acts of Nadab and all that he did and they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel 
war with Judah. There was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Baasha, the son of Ahijah, became king over all Israel at Tirzah and reigned 24 years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of Jeroboam and in his sin, which he made Israel sin. Second Chronicles chapter 13. Abijah secedes Rehoboam. In the 18th year of King Jeroboam, Abijah became king over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Geba. Now there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. Abijah began the battle with an army of valiant warriors, 400,000 chosen men, while Jeroboam drew up in battle formation against him with 800,000 chosen men who were valiant warriors. Civil War. Then Abijah stood on Mount Zimmerim, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, and said, Listen to me, Jeroboam, and all Israel. Do you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave the rule over Israel forever to David and his sons by covenant of salt? Yet Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, the son of David, rose up and rebelled against his master. And worthless men gathered about him scoundrels who proved too strong for Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when he was young and timid and could not hold his own against them. So now you intend to resist the kingdom of the Lord through the sons of David, being a great multitude and having with you the golden calves which Jeroboam made for gods for you. Have you not driven out the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron and the Levites, and made for yourselves priests like the peoples of other lands? Whoever comes to consecrate himself with a young bull and seven rams, even he may become a priest of what are no gods. But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. And the sons of Aaron are ministering to the Lord as priests, and the Levites attend to their work. Every morning and evening they burn to the Lord burnt offerings and fragrant incense, and the showbread is set on the clean table, and the golden lampstand, which its lamps, is ready to light every evening, for we keep the charge of the Lord our God, but you have forsaken him. Now behold, God is with us at our head, and his priests with the single trumpets to sound alarm against you. O sons of Israel, do not fight against the Lord God of your fathers, for you will not succeed." But Jeroboam had set an ambush to come from the rear so that Israel was in front of Judah and the ambush was behind them. When Judah turned around, behold, they were attacked both front and rear, so they cried to the Lord and the priests blew the trumpets. Then the men of Judah raised a war cry, and when the men of Judah raised the war cry, then it was that God routed Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah and Judah. When the sons of Israel fled before Judah, God gave them into their land, their hand. Abijah and his people defeated them with a great slaughter, so that 500,000 chosen men of Israel fell slain. Thus the sons of Israel were subdued at that time, and the sons of Judah conquered because they trusted in the Lord, the God of their fathers. Abijah pursued Jeroboam and captured from him several cities, Bethel with its villages, Jeshanah with its villages, and Ephron with its villages. Death of Jeroboam. Jeroboam did not again recover strength in the days of Abijah, and the Lord struck him, and he died. But Abijah became powerful and took fourteen wives to himself, and he became the father of twenty-two sons and sixteen daughters. 
Now the rest of the acts of Abijah and his ways and his words are written in the treatise of the prophet Iddo. Asa succeeds Abijah in Judah, chapter 14. So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David, and his son Asa became king in his place. The land was undisturbed for ten years during his days. Asa did good and right in the sight of the Lord his God, for he removed the foreign altars and high places, tore down the sacred pillars, cut down the ashram, and commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to observe the law and the commandment. He also removed the high places and the incense altars from all the cities of Judah, and the kingdom was undisturbed under him. He built fortified cities in Judah, since the land was undisturbed, and there was no one at war with him during those years, because the Lord had given him rest. For he said to Judah, Let us build these cities and surround them with walls and towers, gates and bars. The land is still ours, because we have sought the Lord our God. We have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. Now Asa had an army of 300,000 from Judah, bearing large shields and spears, and 280,000 from Benjamin, bearing shields and wielding bows. All of them were valiant warriors. Now Zerah the Ethiopian came out against them with an army of a million men and 300 chariots, and he came to Marasha. So Asa went out to meet him, and they drew up in battle formation in the valley of Zeptatha and Mirasha. Then Asa called the Lord his God and said, Lord, there is no one besides you to help in the battle between the powerful and those who have no strength. So help us, O Lord our God, for we trust in you and in your name have come against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Let not man prevail against you. So the Lord routed the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. Asa and the people who were with him pursued them as far as Gerar, and so many Ethiopians fell that they could not recover, for they were shattered before the Lord and before his army, and they carried away very much plunder. They destroyed all the cities around Gerar, for the dread of the Lord had fallen on them, and they despoiled all the cities, for there was much plunder in them. They also struck down those who owned livestock, and they carried away large numbers of sheep and camels. Then they returned to Jerusalem. Titus chapter 3, Godly Living. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy statement, and concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men, but avoid foolish con controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. 
Reject a factitious man after a first and second warning, knowing that such a man is perverted and is sinning, being self-condemned. Personal concerns. When I send Artemis and Tychius and Tychius to you, make every effort to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Diligently help Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way so that nothing is lacking for them. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. And those are our readings today. Lots of incredible history um, to read about in First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, of course. Um, I know that my brain sometimes struggles with keeping everyone um, straight as to who was who and who was related to who and what was all happening. So just trying to keep that real. Um, and, you know, if even if it seems a little monotonous that some of the um, – the passages are the same, you know, the storylines are the same. There are still other details that aren't, you know, in one book. So like Second Chronicles provides a little bit different of a story sometimes. And I think it's actually um, interesting how this uh, five-day plan does it so that um, in these parts that are more historical, right, uh, it actually maybe could help us to learn it a little bit more quickly by actually repeating the story. Uh, right after the other. So I can actually see the plan behind what they were thinking with that. And um, yeah, so looking at uh, three, chapter one, remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceful, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. So um you know, that can be an interesting, an interesting passage right now to be subject to rulers and to authorities, um, especially, um, you know, in regards to what, what, uh, the world is, um, going through right now, right? Uh, just the upheaval of many institutions around us, um, the questioning of our trust and, uh, those in leadership, uh, all around the world, not just in our own country. Um, but I think this is mostly pointing to uh, those in the church um, and those that are that are uh, uh, that are godly godly leaders, right? So it's just important to understand context and things like that. Um, and that that is so important for all of us, especially as we continue with time. And uh, you know, <laughs> there will be modern times years and years and years and years from now, and Goodness, I don't even know what that looks like. Um, but we have to remember um, and, and to keep coming back to why it was written, who it was written for, and the context of it. And for me, I believe that this um, has to do with the church itself, the body of Christ itself. So kind of that accountability piece, you know, making sure that leaders are godly uh, and that um, no leaders, uh, can, 
rise into a position that are not godly, right? And so that is what we're called to do um, inside the body of Christ, not in a church building necessarily, but in the body of Christ to be like, you know, how, how are you doing? How, how are you leading us? Are you leading us in a godly way? So just interesting things to think about and um, to reflect on and to remember context. Let's go ahead and say our prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for history lessons, for stories of rulers and leaders um, of so long ago and the struggles that they endured and um, the, the perseverance that they had and also the accountability that they had. Uh, we thank you for the courageous leaders who always came back to you and revealed that to other leaders. And although it could have upset them or it could have caused strife or even war and battle, those that kept you first are the ones that we truly celebrate and that we can truly learn from in our lives uh, and that we can bring just even into our own homes and to just stand firm in that you are our God, that you provide that we place our trust in you and just to keep coming back to that and to to show that, to model that to our, our husbands, our wives, our children, um, and other people in our lives that we love dearly. Thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for the learning experience that we have, and thank you for the gift of Jesus that helps us to understand that it is by your gift and your grace alone and that we choose to have faith in you, that it is our faith. It's not our good deeds, Lord. It is our faith in you, Jesus, that brings us eternal life. And what a glorious, glorious gift. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here. Please continue to share this. Rate the podcast if you don't mind. If it is something that you are enjoying, that you are learning from, from that you are experiencing life-giving transformation, please just, just rate the podcast. That would be awesome so that more people can get this in their life. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care. <laughs>